The fire leaped high, its resinous wood crackling and snapping so that orange sparks swirled with the smoke up into the dark branches of the overhanging trees. The glow of the flames was reflected in the paint of the gypsy caravans, highlighting their chipped red and blue glaze and their tarnished gilt. It shone on the bracelets and belts of polished coins worn by the gypsy women, and on the earrings that hung from the ears of the lounging men. Polished brass uniform buttons and shining boots also refracted the blaze, glinting in the dimness as the men of the cadre of Prince Roderick of Ruthenia shifted on the piled rugs that formed their couches. They talked among themselves in low voices, laughing, lifting cups to drink. The prince himself sat with his blonde head bent over a mandolin. His strong, nimble fingers drew from it a wild rhapsody, a heart-quickening song that seemed to throb with gaiety and reckless passion in the cool night air. An old gypsy with a bent back kept pace with him on a violin. Roderick looked up, his face alight with laughter, as together the two played point and counterpoint, the music blending, clashing, swelling with the fierce pleasure of the players. The fire's glow gleamed on the high cheekbones of the prince and shone bright in the vivid blue of his eyes, while leaving the triangular hollows of his jaw in shadow. It caught the straight line of his nose and the square jut of his chin. It turned his hair to molten gold and made a pale blur of his open-necked shirt and white uniform trousers. He appeared relaxed there among his friends, without care, and yet there was about him a guarded awareness, a tension that could be released instantly into explosive action. Virile, broad of shoulder, he seemed like some hero of the ancient legends, sure of his power, without peer, frighteningly invincible. Marie Angeline Rachel Delacroix stood watching from the shadows of an oak thicket, her wide gray gaze fixed upon the prince. Her head ached, and there was a burning wetness at her temple where a deep graze spread blood into the dark waves of her hair. She could hardly lift her right arm for the stiffness of her shoulder. Her cloak was stained with mud. Her gown of white silk was torn loose at the waist. And she thought that only the thickness of her petticoats with their horsehair padding had saved her from a broken knee. None of these things was surprising, considering that she had been pushed from a moving carriage not more than a half hour before. But it was not the pain of her injuries, or even the shock of what had happened, that caused the shudders rippling over her body, and the feeling of sick fear in the pit of her stomach. It was the man she saw before her in the gypsy camp.